Welcome to Commercial Kitchen Chronicles, the podcast dedicated to commercial food equipment repair industry. My name is Pat Finley. I'm a lead master certified technician at General Parts Group and a certified special trainer. My goal is to shine a light on what I believe to be one of the most interesting and rewarding industries a field service technician can work in. I love the work I do, and I'm glad you're here listening to this podcast. In this episode, I have Becky Brotherton and Maddie Suvac Rigid. So today, I have two very special guests from Rigid. Um, a lot of you guys may know them. So today, I have Maddie Subak and Becky Brotherton. So how are you guys? Hey, we're doing great. What is today, Thursday? Yeah, it's sunny over here. So we're doing great. How are you, Pat? Uh, a little tired, but I'll get there. Um, I got a, I'm got actually heading to a show this weekend in Chicago for the Restaurant Association. So I've got some interviews set up and uh, just trying to make this circuit and talk to everybody and get content, that kind of stuff. <laughs> it, it won't be like a repeat of what, where you were actually working at the show and then <laughs> in our booth, right? Uh, no, that was fun. I was I was glad I actually got that call today so I couldn't see you guys. That was cool. Um, that was like one of my highlights. Was like, I, was, I was going through some personal stuff then. And then, you know, the kids coming in the booth and like holding the big wrenches and being excited to hold the wrenches and talk to you guys. That was like, it made my day. So it was really cool. I got to witness some of that stuff. So. Oh, glad to hear it. Well, Becky, do you want to introduce yourself? What your role is? I'd love to. Pat, thanks for having us. I'm Becky Brotherton. Um, I lead our brand efforts here and marketing engagement with Rigid and Greenly Brands. Um, that's pretty much, you know, anything that uh, we do from event management, trade shows, um, the experience, Rigid experience, Greenly experience, which I know we're going to talk about, and um, commercialization of product and programs that we launch. Yeah, and I'm Maddie Suvac. I'm the engagement marketing manager for Rigid and Greenlee. And we basically do a little bit of everything, just like Becky kind of says, but I focus mainly in on social. Um, I work a lot with our strategy, creating our content, um, with our influencers as well. I do PR work, uh, trade shows, and then also help with commercialization. So getting to launch all of our new products, which is so much fun always. Yeah, it's a, it's a big year for you guys, too. So this is the 100th year anniversary, correct? Yes, it is. That is As correct. you're probably wearing that on your hat. I love, love it. Shirt. You have yeah. a throwback logo. Yes. I love, anniversary. I love seeing all the history stuff. I know uh, PS Plumber does a good job. He's shared a lot of stuff. He's a lot of cool tools. And uh, I love seeing all the history stuff. The old flyers, the photos, the videos and stuff is cool. So you guys are doing a really good job pushing out there this year. So. Thank you. Yes, it's been a fun celebration. We're not even halfway through, but it's been it's been a lot of fun internally celebrating with staff and our customers and industry partners, media. And uh, you saw firsthand what we did at WET with the giveaways and the 100-year wrench. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. There's a guy that actually lives pretty close to me. His name's Austin. I can't remember his handle. He's going to kill me for this. But he actually somehow got a 100-year wrench, and I was so jealous. He sent me a picture of it. I was like, how did you get that? I was like, how? And he told me, he's like, you got to go through this guy. He's like, but I doubt they have any left. I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, more details to come this summer. Stay tuned. But uh, we will have a limited uh, limited quantity that will be available for sale. Sweet, sweet. So yeah. you guys have all kinds of stuff going on. You guys created a beer last year for this? We yes. sure did. Becky, tell, this was like your baby. You have to talk about all of it. I what do. are you showing us? Oh, oh you got yes. the handle. I so, love that. As soon as it came for sale, I bought one to make sure I could get one. Now, I don't have a beer. I don't have a kegerator yet, but I built this massive barn. Um, it's got my wife's. I'm currently in my wife's craft room. My office isn't done yet. It's upstairs. But um, I told her I said it came for sale. She's like, "What did you spend this amount of money on?" And I was like, uh, "You'll see." And it came in this little bitty box. She's like, "What is that?" I was like, "I had to have it. I'm sorry." <laughs> I needed it. I just have kegerator and I'll be good to go. What's your serial number on that? Um, it is ninety zero zero nine zero. All right. Yeah, we only have we only made a hundred of those. Yeah. So uh, the wrench, a little bit. I'm sorry, wrench one hundred. That's the the beer that we we uh, launched, and we did launch it last year. We kind of did like a private debut of it at Rigid Experience 22, where all of our guests got in the shuttle bus. They thought they were going back to the hotel to change for the, the Cleveland baseball game, but we made a surprise pit stop at Unplugged Brewery. So there's a small brewery, not even half a mile behind our offices. They opened in 20, 
19, so relatively new, super small craft brewery. Um, we had meetings with them throughout 22 and, and said we want to do a like a local collaboration with a small brewery um, to really celebrate our heritage in Elyria, Ohio, as well as um, our beer. We know our end users um, appreciate cracking open a cold one in the mm -hmm. evening. So um, we, we tested a few different types of beers and there was an internal beer team <laughs> in Elyria. <laughs> Um, and we had a fun time collaborating with them, um, unplugged on, on the beer, naming it, the branding of the label, all that, all that fun stuff. But, uh, so we make our pit stop there with experience winners from 22 and it was fun. It was fun. We had a lot of content from it. Um, so fast forward over the weekend. So that was a Thursday on Monday. I talked to my contact over at unplugged. And he's like, our phone has been going off the hook because a lot of our social content was, you know, you could see the tap handles and it was unplugged brewery. So people obviously were Googling that and they were calling, Hey, I want that rigid beer. There were even people that came to the brewery and asked if they could get the empty cans in the trash. So it's like, it was, it was a lot of fun to learn all this after, after the fact, but anyway. Um, so then we, January 1st of 23, the beer went for sale, um, at the brewery and the local establishments. There's probably about 18, um, bars, restaurants around town that also have it on tap and the tap that you showed us, they have that, um, as well. And then our engineering team here in Elyria, um, what you have is actually our aluminum wrench that was put in our spray, spray paint line, um, to have the rigid red. It was, it was too heavy if we would have done the heavy duty. Um, and then they have the tap handle screw. So it's been fun, but to your point, you bought that and you don't have a kegerator. Um, a lot of people have said the same thing, like, well, maybe if I got this first, then my wife go. will let me get the keg. <laughs> so you, you aren't the only one that has had that logic, but, uh, also like that does stand up on its own. So some people I think are using it as like a collector's item to, uh, to sit up on their shelf. Well, I thought about making like a little fountain I could put on my desk or like in the background when I get my office downstairs and just have like a little mm -hmm. water and like put a little yellow dye in there. So it's like beer, just have it like running on a continuous loop in the background or something. Oh, nice. Like that, just getting a tap in and doing that. So I'm not yeah. sure, <laughs> but I seen it. And I was like, I know these are going to sell out. So I had to buy it as soon as I seen it. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the beer, the beer has been for sale too. So there's a link. If they do, they do ship if people are listening to us and are interested. Um, if you just Google wrench 100 beer, there is a distributor they use that mm -hmm. does ship out of state. Um, so it's, it's fun. We get tagged a lot on that and social yeah. and yeah. Cheers to hundred. Yep. I seen that. I was like, I need to watch that. I just forgot about it. One day. I think I heard you guys on another podcast or seen you on a video or talk about it. So I just didn't get a chance to order it, but I need to get a set. I want to order some, just keep it on. You no, know we will send you some. Look at that. Look at that. Sweet. Sweet. Making my to do. Show it all. So I try to fill it. That's what you get for hosting us this morning. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, <laughs> so hundred years. That's cool. Um, so tool talk. We'll get into that. Um, your guys' tool, it's tool list is like growing exponentially every year. So I don't do a whole lot of plumbing. I do some press work. So and I don't. I, I, I have to rent a press thing. I'm trying to talk my work into us. We're trying to build a press program as we do a lot of uh, hospitals, nursing home installs, working, it, the burn permit process is being ridiculous anymore. So I'm trying to switch this over to us. I've been pricing out some stuff, trying to work on getting some stuff together and get some systems in place so we can actually try and use it. So but I've rent them all the time because I don't even want to mess with burn permits. I just go rent a, I'll go rent a uh, 350 somewhere and come back and I'll press two inch drains. Um, I'll press some water lines, some other stuff. And, uh, but like all the tools I see, we stopped out at the wet show to see you guys. You guys had that, I don't know what it was, but it was just chewing through plywood left and right. Oh. Like, all the tools you guys have is amazing. I follow all these plumbers. I am so jealous. I'm like, I want all these cool tools. I want to be a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I think that's part of what Bridget is. We're, we stand for innovation. We're always looking to innovate the field and, you know, come out with great new tools. Um, the tool you're talking about is the K4310 FXP drum machine. So it's our personal rigid's um most powerful drum machine and we uh pre-launched it at wet where we kind of got to show people and people were blown away um one of becky's favorite stories is and it's truly a testament to like the power of social media is we posted it on rigid's instagram 
someone who followed rigid saw it and they were like oh my god i need to go see that in person and they were from oklahoma they booked a flight that night and they showed up to the west show the next day just so they could see it in person it was several guys weren't they it was like a group of guys came over Um, there was a group yeah i know there's a group of guys that have been like previous experience winners um and there was definitely that that bond and that community but uh there was a group that came from Oklahoma City is what she was saying. That yeah, they saw it on social and they said, I need to see that in person. Yeah, I think I was there. I was walking by when they actually came over. So it was, yeah, that thing was impressive. I was, yeah. I kept hearing it. I was like, what's going on over there? That's so why I walked by because I was working upstairs and I would actually, I'd walk by the booth. I'd go get parts and I'd walk by and see how busy it was. Just, you know, try to gauge, see if I could stop in for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen everyone just up front staring at that thing. I was like, what? Yeah, that's what's fun about shows is showcasing uh, either, hey, this is launching soon, or we just launched this, um, and get get real-time feedback from our customers. And I think, you know, people like you and our end users and media, that's why they invest their time and money going to these shows so they can learn firsthand what's, what's coming and ask the questions to the professionals. Yeah. Well, I'll actually get off, and I'll make a point to come to the wet show a couple of days, so... <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. then, and then we saw you at AHR too. So, um, you know, as an end user, like, well, you went also for HVAC tactical awards, but we wanted to ask you about your award that you received there. Um, best, congratulations. Yeah. It was best of social media content, 2022, 2022. Yeah. 2023. Yeah. Best of social media content. Uh, I was totally unexpected. Um, <laughs> I was blown away. I, so he reached out to me a couple weeks before the show and he's like, Hey, uh, ben did. He's like, hey, do you go by Patrick or Pat? And I was like, well, I go by Pat. You know, um, I've always gone by Pat. My mom's the only person who calls me Patrick because my dad's name was Pat. He was Patrick too, but she called him Pat, so she wouldn't call me Pat. So she calls me Patrick. I was like, I go by Pat, but either it's fine. It's not a big deal. He's like, oh, well, you're nominated. I was like, oh, cool. I was like, what for? He wouldn't tell me. I was like, who am I sitting with my table? And he wouldn't tell me. I was like, oh, come on, Ben. So um, we're sitting at the Tactical Awards, and it's coming up, and it's rolling through, and it rolls through. It was Jamie's. You know, video where he was nominated, and I think it was, uh, I can't remember who else it was. Now I'm terrible. And all of a sudden, it was a picture of my ice machine, a video I did of an ice machine. I was like, oh crap, that's me. I was like, there's no way I'm beating Jamie because Jamie does great stuff. And uh, Chris Stevens, I'm friends with Chris. I've been friends with Chris for a couple of years, and I was actually hanging out before. And um, he, he looked at the thing and read it, didn't read it out loud. He just looked right at me and looked back down and smiled. And I was like, there's no way. And he said, my name, I absolutely freaked out. Um, it was really cool. That was awesome. A big congrats to you yeah. and all the work that you put into your podcast. Thank you. Uh, I tell everybody, um, it was mainly, I think, just because I put something out every day and I put it out on every platform, like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn. I mean, I'm on Gary McCready's app, HVAC Know-It-All. I'm on Trade House. I just put it everywhere, Twitter. If it's out there, I, I'm putting it out there. Uh, I need to be better. I guess there's some apps that will like, cross-post most platforms, but I just I manually do everything and it drives me nuts. <laughs> No, yeah. I mean, I think one of my most, when I entered the plumbing industry, I actually uh, came from another plumbing company before I came over to Rigid. And like the thing that blew my mind was the community that exists on social media of plumbers and HVAC and those in the trades. I mean, I tell people, they're like, what do you do? I was like, well, I work for um, a company and we make plumbing tools. And they're like, cool. And I was like, yeah, I do social. And they're like, that sounds horrible. I was like, no, it's actually like my favorite part of my job because the community is just chef's kiss phenomenal like oh yeah it's, it's amazing this community i mean i'm on facebook and like people are there are so negative and they're so tearing each other down you come over to instagram and it's getting negative they're getting destroyed by everybody they're like get out of here about that and it's just the community that's over here for the hvc the plumbers and everybody is it's totally amazing and, and it's awesome that companies like rigid and greenly step up and help out and do things you know involved with the social stuff and you know i I'm not going to say names, but I tag a company all the time and they never even look at the post. I'll tag them in all kinds of stuff, cool videos, and they just like, they don't even acknowledge it even exists. I'm like, I'm like this is crazy. No, it's it's crazy. I mean, have you found that it's like helped your business or it's helped you? And like, that, it always fascinates me. Like, how do you balance doing? I feel like I just switched the table. I was like, I'm interviewing you now. <laughs> yeah, we totally are. Pat's like, I did you not like, sign up. He did not sign up for this, but. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, Kat. I'm just glad to be here and have a good time. So, um, But, like, how do you balance, you know, like, you're on this job and, you're, you know, you need to do your job, but then, like, you want to grab content. Like, do you set a phone up and then you just film and then you edit later? Or, like, 
Are you working and you're like, oh, that'd be something good to post on social? Like, I'm fascinated. Well, like, when I start, I try to record the beginning of every call when I get there and, like, what's going on with it. And then I get so wrapped up in the calls, most of the time I forget to record. So I've got, like, a thousand of these short clips of, like, what's wrong with this equipment, but then I don't go through the process. So I try to take time, and uh, I have eight million different mounts. Uh, mounts. I have mounts for everything. And I just I put up a mount and just hope I can record it. Um, I started putting them in my phone in my shirt pocket because it's big enough and it hangs over. And I can record as I go. But it's difficult. Um, I've got tripods I set up sometimes, but I never – I always forget this something. Or i got to watch out in these restaurants, though, because – Everything's branded, like even like, mm. utensils are branded. Like yeah, sure. branded people, I, like I see people's videos, like plumbers especially, and they're like they're working on a commercial dish machine, and I'm like I comment, I know where they're at by the floor tile design and the dish machine. So I'm like, you're at this restaurant. Like, how do you know that? Like, that's been my life for 17 years. <laughs> I was like, so I can tell you about like just about every chain restaurant. I can pick it apart in like seconds just by the equipment. So it's pretty funny, but huh. it's a lot of work. Um, I told my wife, I said, it's a full-time job just doing this media to, to tie in with the podcast and everything else. It, it drives me nuts. And luckily she's understanding, like I said, at the tactical awards, I, you know, I went up there and I thanked her, you know, cause I sit on the couch mm-hmm. and we watch a movie next thing you know, I'm editing a, I'm editing a video. Like, sure. Now something that's disturbed her and she just looks over and laughs. She's like, are you done yet? I was like, give me five minutes. I'll be done. So it's like a, it's probably like your outlet or like a hobby, right? Yeah. Some days I hate it though. <laughs> I mean, you just, um, for people that, well, they don't know this, but like before we started the podcast, Pat told us that he worked 21 hours yesterday. So I think it would probably be challenging to find time to put that, that tri stand up or tripod up. And so we've got a lot of, a lot of influx of new guys that don't have experience. So one of them being my son, he's 20 years old. He rides with me a lot uh, just because I want him to have the best shot going forward. Plus he lives with me. So it's easier for us to, you know, travel the same, you know, stuff. But sure. so, yeah, blonde headed kid in my videos or pictures, that's my son. I call him my trainee and he gets mad at me. So I've had him a lot. So a lot of times I can just film behind him or I can, you know, I don't have to, to actually do the work. I just explain it to him. So a lot of times I just film that way. That makes it a lot easier, but he gets kind of crouchy if he's in my um, videos. He, uh, he told me he signed a social media release for General Parts, not for Commercial Kitchen Chronicles and stopped filming it. <laughs> that's hilarious oh my god yeah he's also the same kid that said uh when you're in your, when you're in your uniform you're not my dad so uh, oh. one, morning, one morning we were working together and uh he was still in bed and i had my uniform on and i was like we gotta leave 15 minutes he wasn't up yet so i just left i just left him here he's like why did you wake me up i said i had my uniform on i'm not your dad dude and he he, <laughs> he, he changed his tune that's funny oh my goodness but um yeah just Going back to the wet show and the other tools, I know you, we kind of mentioned, you know, like I said, we are in the business of making innovative products. And the only other ones that like, I think um, that are newer for us right now are we have the Sea Snake Mini Pro and we are the, like, the industry first self, uh, digital self-leveling. It's mm-hmm. a reel you can stick down the drain. Um, so that's a new one for us. And then, you know, we have our K912, the smallest lineup in the flex shaft machine. and. Um, oh, and the RP-115. We're in our pressing room currently. Yeah, the RP-115 is sweet. Um, so it's half inch and three quarter. And, uh, mm-hmm. So small, so light. Um, if I was if I was like a plumber, I mean a residential plumber or something, that'd be my go-to. Because, I mean, you don't need anything bigger than that in a residential situation. And not in my area. I'm not doing big, giant, multi-million dollar homes or anything. But sure. I think it'd be the go-to for the guy trying to get into pressing. You know, especially a service man or something, it's small, it's compact, it's going to do everything they need, and the price point's probably going to be pretty good, too. Exactly. I mean, that's those were all of our, like, hitting points that, you know, we wanted to communicate to everyone, and it's been pretty well-received out there in the field, and, you know, we get great feedback. You know, I was just talking to um, someone the other day, and she was like, well, I'm looking to, uh, she pre- primarily solders, and she's like, I don't want to solder anymore. You know, just because of I don't want to get the permit, the fire, it's kind of dangerous. So she was like, what can you recommend? I was like, well, let me tell you. I have this great tool. It's the RP-115, and it would be perfect for you. Um, so it's just one case. but Yeah, I looked at it, but my main thing I, I press is two-inch copper drain lines for combat. It's an inch and a half, two inches. Like, so I, and they want to look into getting the gas to uh, make it press up, too, so we do some gas. So 
my goal, I'd probably end up with like a 350 or something along those lines because I got to be able to press gas. I got to be able to press up a two inch copper. Um, but most of my stuff's copper, half inch, three quarter one inch water lines, and an inch and a half and two inch water drains for coffee ovens. Um, just because it's high temperature, so we don't use PVC. Um, mm -hmm. So that's. Do you press? Do you press today? Oh uh, yeah, I press a little bit. I don't have a tool. I rip one. That's what I was talking about earlier. I um, mm -hmm. uh, if I get a burn permit, I don't want to deal with that. I'll just go rip the sure. tool. It's, it's it's actually cheaper for me to rip a tool and buy the fittings, than to get a burn permit and then stay there for how many ever hours after I'm done soldering. It's not worth it. Like mm -hmm. places that won't even let us take the pipe outside and solder it now. They want a burn permit that can even go outside of a torch. I'm like I'm outside. Like we don't care. Interesting. So, wow. When I, <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story about a burn permit. When I first came over where I'm at now, uh, I didn't really do installs before. I started doing installs, and we had this night job that was at a hospital. We were going in every night. We were installing two ovens. We installed two ovens total, but we do two a night. So it was a contractor through a GC and everything, and he was over there. So we we during the day we'd stack the units, we like make the drain manifold up, but when we get to site, we'd have to extend the drain over to the drain on the floor and everything. So uh, it was the last night we were there, and uh, he came by. He sees me with a torch. He goes, what are you doing? I was like, I'm getting ready to these trains together. He's like, I thought you made all these up. I was like, no, we make the manifold on the back, and then we come in the next day, and we finish it up in here, you know, and we're at the final destination because I don't know where it's going to be, you know. And he was like, well, you got a burn permit? And I was like, what's a burn permit? And I lit the torch, mm -hmm. soldering, and he freaked out. He went and grabbed a fire extinguisher. He's like, if you don't put that out right now, I'm going to spray you. I was like... I had no idea what a bird permit was. Yeah, if you're at a hospital, that's a big no-no. <laughs> I mean, hospitality is a whole segment that yeah. uh, we work with on our press tools because of what you just said. Oh, yeah. So I learned real fast. But, I mean, like you said, mm -hmm. rent a tool, buy the fittings, and it's still cheaper than paying me to stay there 48 hours. I mean, mm -hmm. I've been where I, there's one hospital in particular. You have to have two guys there during the entire time you're burning, and then – the guy's responsible for fire watch actually has to stay eight hours after the job's done, not after the torch is off. So if I the torch is off and I still have two hours of my work, by the time I'm done that two hours, he has to stay another eight hours. I'm like, mm -hmm. I can't. It's like it doesn't make sense to pay someone to stand there for 10, 12 hours when I can just yeah. cool, be done with it, and I'm out in three hours. You know, it's, it looks better. It's it's not got copper gloves. It's not have gloves or solder everywhere. I mean, I'm not the greatest because I don't do it every day. So. I put a video up yesterday. And I was expecting people to roast me a little harder than they did. They took it easy on me. What was your sorry? What was your video yesterday? Uh, I was just soldering some two-inch drain lines like on a combi oven. I put it out there, just a little short snippet of it. Yeah, soldering, it's hard. I uh, I got to solder once, and I was like, I, I couldn't do this. I was just like, you have to like turn the fitting, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna stick to my little press gun. So uh, for all of my you know plumbing needs that I do by myself. Press is definitely the way to go. So, but you guys have, I mean, you have more than a press gun. You have drain cleaning, you got cameras, you've got threading machines. So, we've got a, we used to install some grease collection stuff and it was all two inch and we had to cut, thread everything. And we had the big, the big gnarly machine and just rip your arm off. It was scared to death to use it. But <laughs> the technology stuff you guys have now is awesome, man. The, you know, you get the battery platform. Yep, we just introduced a 60 volt at uh, NECA. So that's that's our, we mentioned the Greenlee brand, the electrical side. So National Electrical Contractors Association. That was on our threader. So we say we're like the OG, original gangsta in the threading game. Um, that's a big tool for electrical contractors. So we, we showed that at NECA um, in October of 22. And then um, we introduced the, the drum machine that Maddie mentioned has that same battery platform. On that tool so i actually started out as an electrician so i used to use greenly big giant pipe vendors for rigid pipe years ago so i saw oh, interesting yeah i kind of like i get bored and i jump around luckily this industry is pretty dynamic and it's all over the place so it fits me pretty well so i don't have to jump around anymore but yeah i, I, I took a electrical in high school at the vocational school for two years houses mm -hmm. we did some stuff in the building and then i came out and i went union for a while and i went non-union for a while but yeah so I've always used Greenlee tools. I still have a few. I got some knockouts I use for, um, like, when I got to pull a knockout in some ovens or some stuff when I'm doing some installs. But yeah, so, yeah we, make, we make the the knockouts we're talking about. We actually make those right here at our – so behind us is our um, headquarter offices, headquarters and with offices as well as our plant. So in our manufacturing plant, uh, we have the knockouts for Greenlee that are made right there as well as our step bits and then 
a lot of our threading machines, our beveler, a lot of mechanical tools, mm -hmm. our iconic pipe wrench. It's all made just a few hundred steps away from us. Yeah. yeah. I burned up a Greenwich stub bit the other day, some stainless. So I'm, Did you? I'm, I'm hard on tools. It's bad. It's bad. Well, the stainless in these kitchens, sometimes it's real cheap grade, sometimes it's real expensive grade. You don't know until you start drilling into it. By the time you mm -hmm. drill, it's too late. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk about the Ridge and Greenlee experiences. Um, I applied. I didn't get picked. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I get how it is. Uh, um, uh, I'll apply every year just to do it. But it's so cool. I've followed it for a couple of years now. And it's just like everyone's out there having a blast. All the content, everything you guys do, the factory tour, you get your ranch, your electrician, you get a knockout. Is that what you get? What was yeah. the last? What did, uh, the green leaves get knockouts. Yeah, they get the knockouts, and then the rigid guests get the the wrench. So, if you want to talk about that? Go into that. Let's talk about Heck it. Yeah, I mean, Becky, you start? I'll start. I mean, um, well, you started this what like six years ago? We're in our sixth year now. Well, yeah, would be our seventh if but, COVID if we didn't have the COVID year. But yeah. So yeah, we're going on year six for rigid, and then the second year for Greenlee. Um, it's coming up. It's uh, this year's is June. 7 through 9, so we're busy bodies over here just making sure all our uh, T's are crossed and our I's are dotted, but um, it is probably like one of the coolest things that we do. I uh, started with Rigid last June, and then I came right on, and last um, August was when we had last year's, and I was blown away by just all the time and effort that we put into it. I mean, we get our engineers involved, our industrial design team, the plan, um, our product managers, everyone gets to be involved and they love it just as much as the guests love it because it's, they, we bring in our guests and our winners and they're like, we get to pick your brain. Like we want to know, like, what do you think of these products? And um, I think what a really cool part is that, you know, when the guests and winners come, they get to not only just, you know, see the factory where these tools that they use every day are made, but they also do get some sneak peeks of like what's coming down the pipeline for us and they get to put their input into it and like, they just love it and they're blown away by it. So that's one of my favorite aspects. I will say um, when we first started it, we kind of started it just like any program that we do is like a pilot and let's, let's test it and see if it works. If it, if it doesn't work, we won't repeat it. But so we started it um, seven years ago and internally we're like, are people going to want to come to our offices or come to the, the plant? And sure enough, we had thousands of entries, which blew us away. Um, it was very small. We actually only had three winners and each winner could bring a guest. Um, so two winners brought, um, other skill trades, you know, people that they work with. And then one winner did bring his spouse, uh, which what I love about this industry, it's very family oriented. I know at wet, you see it at HR, you see a lot of, um, husband, wife teams where they both manage this business together. And that's exactly what that, that couple was. So she did a lot of work, um, for the business. So. It was interesting even just talking to her and understanding like her her take on the business and how they grow their business um and her pain points but anyway so we did the first ever experience we've changed the agenda up a little bit since then um but we're like after that event we're like okay this is definitely here to stick we blew it up a little bit bigger for like we added the media extension where like the first the very first time we had like a guest was eric ani with mechanical hub which i know you know him um, so we, we've kind of added that outlet to the experience, but it was very like grassroots kind of approach. And I really think it was the foundation of this social community. Um, it's amazing to see like what each group, like they all have group text messages or Instagram group text. Um, they get each other into different businesses or product lines. Uh, for example, like Matt Fleming, who is really big in the pressing. He's has flex chef now and he's like, look at me, I clean drains. And like, that was solely because one of his peers from Rich experience talked him into getting a flex chef 204. So, um, we see a lot of that, or if they're getting a new, into a new product, uh, category, you know, I know twig has FaceTimed, um, Eric quite a bit and vice versa with, um, I know Omar too. And it's just interesting to see how they all kind of have this, this bond. Mm -hmm. And then even at Rich experience, I'm sorry, even at wet, um, 23, there was more than half of the guests from, from 22. Rigid Experience 22 attended. I mean, they, they say, Hey, we're going to go. They, they all book at the same hotel and they meet up with us. And it's, it's just fun to see that dynamic. And really our objective is to celebrate 
the skill trades mm-hmm. and what you do, you talk about your 21 hour day yesterday and like elevating that and celebrating it. And really how do we open that up for something that, you know, the younger generation aspires to be into in, mm-hmm. because I mean, it really is such a good career. Um, the income that you can make off of it, your, um, you know, just be able to provide for your family. And also just, this is an industry that's not going anywhere. Like we need, we need the skill trades. We need plumbers. Um, so it's just, it's fun to be a big part of that. Um, what we do behind the scenes, it's a lot of fun, a lot of attention to detail. Um, but it is, it is it's very rewarding. one of our favorite weeks of the year, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the 21 hour day is not a normal thing. It just happened. That I just, I just didn't want to go home for a while. So I, I kept <laughs> the issue. I, I'm going away this weekend for a uh, work related thing. So I don't, I'm not going to work tomorrow. Monday's transactional. So I wanted to try to get as much done yesterday. And you know, I had some stuff to do today. So it's just, I kind of loaded up yesterday to kind of help out, but that's not a normal day, luckily. Yeah. Well, we do. I mean, I know, I know you're, you're saying that, but that's, that is a theme that we hear a lot. I think that's part of the reason too, like the skilled shortage. I mean, you have, you have a lot of our professionals working. They're not working hour days. Mm-hmm. Scare everybody because people are like, twenty one hour days. Like it's not a normal day. Normally, I'm like. I mean, I generally do 10 to 12, and that's my choice. Um, most of the time, I can just do eight and skate if I want, but that's just not my mentality. I like to, I like to do as much as I can a day. So, but uh, yeah, the younger generation is huge. Trying to get them in, like I said, my son's my uh, apprentice trainee. Um, he's 20 years old. He'll be 21 this fall. Um, but you know, he's got friends with college, and you know, they're struggling. They still got to college. A couple of them graduated, and. Uh, you know, the money he makes, he's just like, oh, I can't believe that, you know, they're going to college and I'm making this much money already. It's like, he's, I mean, he's literally 20 years old. He's buying a house. He's in the process of buying a house right now. He's engaged. He's like, everything's just going pretty good. And I, I mean, I, I told him, he was talking about college. And I was like, look, I was like, you're a party boy. I said, I know what's going to happen when you go to college. I was like, I just want you to be prepared that if you flunk out, get kicked out, you still going to pay all that money back. Yeah. I said, I've made too much money. Uh, you didn't get good enough grades to get, you know, to go for free. Um, so, and I just explained it to him and I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't trying to scare him. I just wanted him to be aware that, you know, this is probably what's going to happen. This may happen. And you're still going to be on the hook for the thousands of dollars. And, uh, and he, he, he understood once I explained it that way. And he, he's been working with me for six, seven months now. And he likes it. Um, he's had some training opportunities. He came back from last week and he came back excited to learn some new stuff, work on some new stuff. And, He's actually out running some calls a day on his own, so. Oh, look, I see like a father-son business starting up in the future. Look at that. I don't know if that, I got a good where I'm at. So where I'm at, I'm actually, the company backs me 100% on all this podcast. They, uh, they help me with the shows when I go to shows. So this week's actually a show based on retro equipment in Chicago. So I'm going up there and I'll hang out with my parent company, we'll film some content and stuff. So I've got it pretty well made. Um, He's is this a like, restaurant show where there's like actual like food samples? Oh yeah, it's huge. It's, oh, I I've been to this show before. It's every year in Chicago. It's yeah, there's just food samples everywhere. There's equipment everywhere. It's nuts. Like I don't even know yeah. why they opened the concession stands at the McCord place for this because there's everywhere you go. That's all you smell. Everywhere you yeah no it's it's crazy. I went in twenty gosh I went in two thousand five probably. Um, and yeah, it's like food samples galore. It's like being at Costco the whole day, mm-hmm. getting food samples. It's like, like a vegan village. That's what, I, that's what people call it. But it's like a, an area where it's all like vegan only like food stuff. It's it's, it's insane. Wow. It's it's cool. So I went last year. It was the first year I went because I started the podcast last year. And the parent company that owns the company I work for is based out of Chicago. And they wanted to talk to me because I just launched this last year. And they wanted yeah. to be, you know, support me. So I went up there and met with them. And I was like, I got to go back this year. So. That's what I'm doing in the morning. I'm driving to Chicago for the weekend and I'll come back. That's awesome. Nice. But uh, you mentioned, you know, the getting the younger generation to the trades. I mean, growing up, I never knew that like trades were an option for me. Um, I very like my schooling, I was told you go to college or you don't succeed in life. Um, and, you know, I was very, I mean, I didn't know anything different than that. I was like, oh, college. Okay, cool. And then, you know, once I graduated college um, and I found my first job at, in the plumbing industry, I was like, why was I never told about this? Why was I never given this opportunity? Um, and so I think that's, you know, one of the big challenges that kids can now face is like, do they even know that these opportunities exist? Um, 
And I know that it's something that like at Rigid, we um, pride ourselves in, you know, educating the younger generation about the trades and the opportunities that. Um, yeah, that's one of the opportunities that we like social, when we look at social media or platform that we're able to communicate and broadcast that message to the masses, whether it's, you know, to for those that are changing careers mid mid you know they could be whatever in their 30s 40s 50s changing careers we see that or kids in high school there's a lot of vocational programs like you said in high school you took um that's it sounds like that's really where your passion for being in the skilled trades started we see that um so we do a lot through vocational programs and we also have our very own um, emerson skilled trades labs which actually ironically before we came up here in the schoolhouse there's programs going on downstairs um, right now where they're threading pipe um, and we also do a lot with mika ibew and then uh, phcc which also i'm going to talk to talk to you about because it is tied in with our 100 year anniversary but phcc i don't know if you're familiar with it it's the plumbing heating and cooling contractors association uh, we've been working with them for a few decades now and we are part of their educational foundation. Um, we're one of their sponsors for that. And we do a lot with their apprentice program. Mm -hmm. So they actually have a national contest. Um, ironically, it's in Cleveland this year. So this October, which happens to also be manufacturing month, we are hosting PHCC here on our rigid campus. So there'll be um, some tour buses coming of contractors, um, their board of directors, as well as their apprentices. And they'll get a behind-the-scenes look of some product. Again, um, similar to Ridge Experience, um, we'll we'll show them some behind-the-scenes, you know, what's in development, which is a lot of fun for them and fun for us because we get some real-time feedback that we uh, have an appetite for. And then also they'll see the the school or the, the schoolhouse, which we have catalog rooms. I always say it's like kids in candy mm -hmm. store because they literally see every single product. We have the biggest rigid advocates and fans and it's crazy. Every single one comes in the catalog room and they are like, didn't know you made this product. <laughs> um, so that's always fun. And then they get to also tour the plant. So that's going to be a fun uh, week. That's like the third week in October mm -hmm. in Cleveland. And then we'll be having people here. And then also um, the Wednesday, Thursday of that week is the apprenticeship program that we have a big role we play, again, elevating the skilled trades and really trying to close that gap. So, Sweet. That's cool. I love seeing the involvement, you know, with, with everything and the trade schools and stuff like that. I'm, that's why I'm trying to push a huge push for my company to get involved in trade schools. So I'm trying that. I'm trying to actually create like a virtual career day thing that we can just like share and broadcast out. So I've got a lot of initiatives besides what I do. I'm trying to transition to some other stuff. I'll see if it happens. So, um, but trying to get more people involved, especially on our end, you know, cause I don't fit in the HVAC side. I don't fit. The you have such a niche, like your podcast and what you do. Like I, you know, we were your whole channel and your platform really like we learned about it at HR mm -hmm. and Maddie and I were at, HVAC Tacticals, we were invited by Ben and Rigid was a proud sponsor. That was a really, really cool event. I loved how he, it was red carpet, elevated all of you in the trades, men and women. Um, it was fun to be part of, but that was, it was interesting for us. And then we literally, Maddie and I are taking pictures of everyone that was up there. Like, we're like, people. We don't know these people. And uh, so then we were like following and then we, we followed you and then we talked to you, I think quite a bit at the RLS um, booth. Um, yep. which we did some partner partnerships with RLS and Vega at that show, um, which was a really good show for us. But um, it's just interesting, like your your channel, the niche that you mm -hmm. um, penetrate through social. A lot of people aren't talking the behind the scenes of what goes on in the kitchen. I yeah. really think you're one of the only ones that I can think of that really targets that and talks about that. There's a few more coming out. There's some guys that actually work for some of our sister companies that are starting to get involved. I mean, like kind of, he was putting out some videos. I was like, hey, you can't show this. You can't do that. So I'm kind of like mentoring and like showing like, because the problem is working for a company the size of the company that owns us is if he gets in trouble, they don't shut him down. They're going to shut everybody down. I don't want to shut down. So I was like, every time he puts something up, I'm like, hey, take that down. You can't show this. You can't do this. I kind of like mentored him into it. And he's really taken off. He's He jumped on TikTok. He jumped on Instagram. So he's doing some pretty cool stuff. He's been on my show a couple of times now. And there's a few guys out there, but nothing like all those plumbers, HVAC guys, I mean, they're out there just absolutely killing it. Electricians too. That's how I started this is I was on my personal Instagram account. And I was like, I started listening to like tool pros. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I started following him and I started seeing all these people comment. And I just started following all these people. And I was like, holy cow. I was like, this place is huge. I was like, these guys all have all these crazy tools. They all work with all these companies. They all do this cool stuff. I'm like, 
I was like, I didn't see me anywhere. I didn't see anybody in the kitchen. I was like, yeah. So I, I created the Instagram for the kitchen stuff. And then eventually one day I was bored. I listened to podcasts. I was like, well, there's no one that talks about what I talk about. I want to do it. And I have ADHD, so I bounce all over the place. And a couple of weeks later, I forgot about it. I was on something else. And I was walking past the president of my company's office. He's like, hey, Pat, we got to talk. And I was like, oh, man, because he's based on Indy. He lives in Indy. And uh, I was like, oh, man. He's like, it's nothing bad. It's about your podcast. And I was like, oh, he's going to tell me I can do it. Cool. I'm going to get out of this. And he's like, and then he's like, no, we won't support you. We want you to do it. I was like, man, now I really got to do this. <laughs> it's turned into, it's turned into, it's a blast. It's a, it's fun. I get to meet all kinds of cool people. I get to go to shows, um, interview all kinds of great people. You, you know, you two are on here um, talking about rigid. It's just the people I've met and the connections I've met are just priceless. I mean, I work with, I do some stuff with RLS. Um, uh, I'm going to start doing some stuff with Vega coming up. Um, and it's, and it's just amazing the opportunities it's created. Just, just the friendships it's made. Like I talk to Colton Viking every day, and he's the past winner, isn't he? Past winner of the rigid experience. Yeah, he, he, he wasn't a winner again. He was like a guest. We invited him because of our strong partnership with Vega. He's, um, he's, he's my dude, man. He's hilarious. He's always there for me if I'm down, and you know. And he's a great dude. He's just, uh, great. just from going to trade shows and seeing him. It's just, it's amazing what the social media aspect does, and I'm kind of. I'm trying to get like the shows outside of the HVAC shows, the public shows, and start doing what you know AHR is doing and what's doing and bringing in the influencers and having the podcast them. row. Like, and what what did an official rollout of a podcast for the first time in 23, and then AHR started podcast row last year. We were part of um, in 22 and 23. So yeah, it's fun to see the evolution of how you know yeah. they're latching onto social and, and these channels. I wish the kitchen side of it because I went to NAFM. NAFM's every other year. And it's uh, it's just a, organiz- a trade organization for what we do. It's mainly manufacturers, but we go there and see the equipment. Uh, you know, and I got NRA next week doing, you know, a show. I'm like, why aren't you guys taking advantage of this? I'm like, you guys are just catering to the manufacturer side of it. It's like, you guys could bring in people that are actually involved in working in this stuff and bring more attention to it. But every time I tag them and post something, they just, I never even get seen. I just laugh. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm like, don't fall behind. <laughs> I mean, it's completely true. I mean, I always think that, you know, any company who's not on social media, you will fall behind. And I think one of my favorite things that Heather actually told me one time when she was like, you know, with Rigid and Greenly, you know, we uh, sell B2B, you know, business to business, but we market business to consumer. Like, and that's how you do it. You know, we're making our products and we're, our goal is for those end users, our consumers every day. And so, you know, you can be a big manufacturer, but still have that connection that um, it's authentic and genuine. That's yes. something that we really oh. in here. Yeah, I love it. You know, I'll tag you guys. I'll reshare something. I'll tag you guys. And, you know, Bridget actually likes it. I get all excited. I'm like, this is awesome. You know? oh, yeah. No, I, I know. I deal with other companies, you know, I'll tag them. And, like, they never even look at the post. Like, you know, because you tag them and it shows up on their feed. And, like, they don't even look at it. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like you guys are missing so many opportunities and I tried to reach out to their social team to do some stuff and they, I sent them my information and like, it was crickets. I said, okay. I was like, it no, is what well, it that's is. How, like we find value going to the shows and a trade show isn't just a trade show to us anymore. It's like, mm-hmm. it's a lot more than that. It's relationship management and mm-hmm. we get opportunities. Like as much as you're excited about this opportunity, we are too. 100%. It was a blast. Um, like I said, what I, I, that was, I was going through some stuff and, I came down and to see the kids, I was like, this is awesome. Kids in there. We now. love the kids. And that's like, we started doing the, um, well, the big wrench, foam wrench. Those kids, the kids think that, think it's pretty cool. I love how wet is like family oriented mm-hmm. too. Um, it's so common to have kids in your booth all day. And then we introduced the uh, tattoo. Did you see the wrench tattoo that we did? Tattoo. I see the kids getting them. There was adults getting them in the booth and everything. Else. Yeah. And kids, but it's like, it's, it's fun. And we often say, you know, it starts, especially in the skilled trades, but for rigid, we say like our brand runs deep and early. So it's like, it's fun to get the kids involved. Yeah. Get it out there. And let them know that there's plenty of opportunities outside of going to college. Like, like Maddie said, when I was in school, I graduated 2000 and it was college, college, college. They just pushed it, pushed it, pushed it. And I was like, I'm done with school. I barely graduated. I couldn't focus. I couldn't sit there. I couldn't take it. And the only reason I actually graduated is because I spent half the day at vocational school every day. Doing mm-hmm. And then I just, I'd have two classes in the afternoon each day. And I'd sit through that. I'd struggle. I'd hate it. I'd try to leave early every day. And uh, it, that's the only reason I made it because I had the trade outlet during the day. And it, I came out, became an electrician for a few years and came to this. But the younger generation, 
just telling them there's opportunities out there. Like my youngest son's 17. Um, yep. He was trying to graduate the summer, but school wouldn't let him because he's got enough credits. He's literally a 4.0 student. Got invited to National Honor Society and told him no because he's not going to college. He's not doing any extra work. Every day I go check the mail and there's like two or three college letters wanting to talk to him. And he's like, I'm not going to college. This is stupid. I'm like, the smartest kid in my entire house that could go to school for free is just, nope, I'm not going. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> Taking an auto body class next year, but he doesn't know what he wants to do. He's, he's His friends are in it, so he wants to go hang out with his friends. Mm-hmm. Right now. Sure. So I told him, I was like, you need to be a plumber. And then your brother can get his experience. I was like, maybe go down the road. You guys can just open up your own mechanical shop. There you wow. go. That's great. Thinking about it, so we'll see. Uh, it's just good to see him wanting to do something, though. I mean, I mean, so many kids go to college, they get all that debt, and they, they don't really study something that's valuable, or they don't, you know, they don't get a degree in something they can actually use, and they come out and they struggle. I mean, I'm not saying don't go to college whatsoever. There's a lot of jobs you need to go to college, you need to learn, but there's a lot of high-paying jobs that you don't need to go to college. So, true. I think yeah, everyone has their own career path, and something will work out for everyone. Yep. Yep. So it's a, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool time to be in the trade. That's for sure. We're in super high demand and the pay is just getting better and better every, every single day. It's, it's ridiculous. It's a cool time. Like, uh, you know, if you're a junior or senior in high school, I think it's a cool time for you too. Cause it's like so much more acceptable now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Like what Maddie sure. said, the pressure of going to college, I, I felt the same, a little bit different in my household, but um, I feel like it, that pressure has been, I don't know, relieved a little bit. And then like, it's, it's more accepting to go into these blue collar jobs that are, I think a lot of brands like rigid um, tell the story. And I don't know if you're familiar with like American plumber stories, but we did partner up with Fister. That's been a lot of fun for us to tell these stories, really like lifestyle stories, um, how these people got into the skill trades. And then they talk about the hobbies they have, whether it's horseback riding, Mm -hmm. racing cars. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like the, disposable income one can make from from that from trades Uh but it's it's these stories have to be told and these videos have to be played in the high school classroom to really you know have the kids understand what it means like oh i can make something of myself going into the skilled trades and it's not it's not these plumber jokes anymore which shouldn't there shouldn't be the plumber jokes but it's it's nice that it's it's being illustrated in the way that it is today it's a lot different than at least like you said you graduated in 2000 I graduated in 2002, so you and I had a very similar, you know, era in high school, and I feel like it was the vocational programs weren't as accepted. Yep. Yeah, so there's actually, the vocational started to make a push to come back here in Indiana. I've noticed a lot of the outlying schools, like, we never got rid of ours. I'm north of Indianapolis, kind of out in the rural area. We've always kept ours, but even in Indy, like, some of the old schools are being turned into vocational schools. They're partnering with, like, uh, junior colleges to run them, mm-hmm. the programs, the kids can go there. Uh, as part of a vocational school, or they have like evening classes for adults to come in as like junior college and take the same courses the kids take in high school. I'm like, man, if these guys would have known about this in high school versus waiting and you know trying to figure mm-hmm. out what they're getting coming in at 30, 40 years old and doing it then, it's like, man, if we could have done this for you guys when you were 16, 17 years old, the money you could have made in that's you know 10, 20 years when you're trying to figure yourself out, you'd have been a lot further off. So that's great. Like I said, I'm trying to do like a virtual job fair thing and I want to do a video that we can just send out to some of these schools just to show what we do. But um, I'm trying to get, we're trying to rebrand our social media for our work. So we'll see what happens. Um, I just want to make it more, more appealing to the younger crowd. Like right now it's just, we see the next piece of equipment for thumbs up or in front of the van and we stand there and I'm like, this, is, this isn't reaching the younger kids. I mean, not against what we have is just, we need to do it. So. Sure. Yeah. So anything else you want to talk about? We talked about the beer. We talked about experiences. We talked about tools. Uh, your involvement in getting younger people into the trades and you know, PHH was it PHCC or PHH? PHCC, you got it. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's yeah, that's big for us this year. I just love that they're going to be in Cleveland. So yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. Um, I don't think anything else we want to talk about. Um, you guys walk away. What you can do, what you can say. It's up to you. Do whatever. I'm I'm free form. I don't care. Um, I gave you like <laughs> points and the rest is up in the air. Yeah, no. I mean, I don't have anything else to cover. Um, give me a follow on Instagram at Maddie underscore Maddie. Bridget. At, oh, no, wait, at Maddie underscore Bridget underscore Greenlee. So, like, give me a follow. <laughs> yeah. That was my personal plug. Our professional plug. Yeah. 
She's got a sticker there, way up there somewhere. <laughs> Isn't that sticker the best? Yeah. yeah. I see it. I was like, this thing. I was like, this is awesome. I seen her just show it one day, and I was like, I have to have one. And I need yeah. to send it right over. I'm terrible. I've got a pile I need to send out. I just always forget about it. And we were at AHR, and uh, someone like recognized her. And oh my god! Yeah, they're like, "Are you Maddie with Bridget?" I was like, "Why? Well, yes, I am." And I got to walk around the show with her. So uh, it was a treat. It was cool seeing you guys at the show. Uh, I missed. Uh, I mean, I, you guys didn't have a booth, but it was cool seeing you at. Um, I seen you at RLS and Vega, and just walked around. It's a uh, trade shows are amazing. This that's the second time I went. Last year was the first year I went to AHR, and I was like absolutely blown away. It was Vegas. I've never been to Vegas. My wife never been to Vegas. So we went. We came in super early. We came in the Friday before the show. We did the typical tourist thing where you walk 12 miles the first day before noon because you don't realize how far everything is. Cause it looks so oh, yeah. good. It looks close. And it's really like, no, it's oh, five it's three hotels away, away. Uh, a.k.a. 12 miles. Yeah. Yeah. A hotel is like five city blocks, a half mile long or a mile long. I'm like, this is crazy. So, but we did AHR last year. It was a blast and then did this year. And I'll never miss it. Um, I, yeah, I, well, we will be so we will be at AHR twenty four in Chicago, so super local to you. Yeah, and then we'll be at Wet as well. But Wet is moving up a few weeks because of the NBA All Star Game, so yeah. it's going to be the same week. But we'll be at both shows in twenty four. So yeah, we had they canceled the All Star Game was in Indy because of COVID originally, so they moved us to the NBA. Uh, that's why I got moved back. So. Makes sense. But yeah, I will definitely be there because um, I'll be taking off. Make sure I come down and hang out for a couple of days for that. Because I, I got to hang out and meet some people at Wet that I haven't met before. Sure. I didn't get to catch somebody because she got hurt, but <laughs> unfortunately. So, but I won't keep you any longer. I appreciate you coming on, and I look forward to seeing what's next from Rigid. So, have a good day. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yep. All right. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. If you guys would please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing the podcast. It really helps us grow and helps us know which direction to move in. Also, if you have any suggestions for guests, please email me at commercialkitchenchronicles at gmail.com. Or if you want to be a guest, email me. Love to have you guys on. Thanks a lot. See you next week.